prosecution outlined how accounting practices fuck? What? what kind of likeness is that? They were great artists still be in a museum. And fucking fodder for cartoonists now. Yeah, Gutter Boys, welcome to Gutter Boys. Gutter Boys is a small press comics podcast about the ins, the outs, the highs, and the lows of making comics. I'm your host, JB, with my co-host, Cam. For this episode, we are joined with Columbus's own Drew B. Hall. Don't forget the B, like Don't me. forget the B. And uh, we talk about his uh, upcoming book, his newest issue of Comfort Dungeon, uh, which I believe, when is that debuting? It's out now. I guess CXC is oh, probably oh, going to be the official Sorry. debut, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. can pre-order it now at don'tbeupset.net. There you go. Uh, we also talk a little bit about our upcoming event, which we will now plug here because, yes, uh, yeah, that's how it's done. All right. So if you are in the fine city of Columbus, Ohio, and um, you have nothing to do after the first show day of CXC, please come see us uh, September 30th for an evening in the gutter. What we've done is uh, we put together an event where JB and I plan on at least hosting a reading, maybe doing some live podcasting. Uh, but we will be hosting a reading with some of our friends. Uh, Comics Nepotism at its finest on display there. Uh, JB, why don't you go ahead and run down the list of readers that we have for them? All right. Uh, yes. So uh, we uh, our event is uh, star-studded, as they say in the biz. We've got uh, Caroline Cash, Evan Salazar, Alex Laird, Andrew Alexander, Abby Kaysen, Kevin Budnick, A.T. Pratt, Ryan Alves and Pat Rooks. That is a very large lineup of comic readers. And uh, I think you will be pleased with that lineup. Yes. And we have a PA and a screen. So uh, I think that's all you need are people to read in those two things. So uh, yeah. you'll be happy. But uh, in addition to that, though, we do have a uh, long list of exhibitors where people will actually be set up and tabling. Some people will be at CXC, but a lot of people are just tabling at this event because they couldn't get into the show. Fucking losers. Anyways, no, just kidding. They're not losers. Um, no, but here's the list of uh, exhibitors. We've got Andy Alexander, A.T. Pratt, our boy Blake Sims. Damn. Uh, Bridget Bilbo. Really excited to meet Bridget in real life. Uh, Chris Chua. Colin Blanchett. David Caldwell. Drew B. Hall. Dylan Chadwick. Drug Dogs. What's up, man? Uh, Eileen Chavez. Emily Mayer. Enzo Garza. Hyena Hell. Um, Josh Bayer. Uh, Josie Rankowitz, Leo Mancini, Kevin Budnick, Nicholas Forker, Ryan Alves, Ryan Brosmer, Steve Arnold, and then the Extreme Corpse, which is uh, two talented cartoonists. But I was told when I listed them individually, they go by Extreme Corpse. So I'm going to go ahead and just list them as that. Yeah, so uh, that's who we've got. Uh, maybe some other people will pop in because I think we've got a couple extra spots. Don't quote me on that yet. Please don't message me. But we might have a couple extra spots. And if we do, uh, we'll let you know on social media. Uh, closer to the event. So, JB, tell them when and where the event is. All right. The event will be held at Garage 129, which is at 129 McDowell Street, Columbus, Ohio. And the event is called An Evening in the Gutter, which I believe... Uh, did Drew come up with that name? 
Um, he asked uh, if we should have something with the show, and I said, it's whatever you want, man. And uh, we both just kind of came up with that. He was like, oh, how okay. about this? And I was like, okay, that works. Okay. But yeah, it's at 6 p.m. And uh, it is BYOB. However, we will have a limited reserve of uh, beer on site available for donations slash free <clears throat> donations. Uh, what did we, we got those from a local place, right? There is a local brewery that gave those to us. We said it on the last intro, though, so I forgot. But um, we'll uh, <laughs> totally forgot. And uh, I recently deleted all my texts in my phone to nice. free up memory space, so I can't even go search for it. Nice. Uh, but shout well, out thank to that you. brewery, yeah, baby. Shout out to the brewery that we cannot credit anymore. Uh, appreciate your support. We'll plug you next time. We Damn. got you. We'll probably we'll have to plug them in the event. Uh, yeah, event. we're gonna take yeah. pictures of every cartoonist that reads forced with a beer can in their hand. Um, there you go. We, yeah. we get five dollars per photo. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a a couple of things in the mail. I know we're a little behind on uh, fan mail, right? Is that still yeah, the case? Yeah. Dan? Okay. Yeah. So we'll have to get to that probably. I'd assume when we get back from. Uh, Columbus. Yeah, and I'll just keep it a hundred with you all. Um, the reason why we're behind on that is I actually like to read that stuff before we talk about it, and oh, I just go. have not had time to read any of it, and I don't post it until after I've read it because I use the post to you know do the shout outs on here. So yeah, I do apologize. I've just it's been it's been a year, folks, but I am gonna get to that. I appreciate it. Keep sending it in. All right. Uh, let's see. On the top of my pile is. From friend of the show, uh, Greg Petre, <laughs> uh, his work name from uh, Santos Sisters, issue number five. Man, we're already at number five. Crazy to think about, really. They're they're fucking cranking them out though, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Greg is a beast. This guy can just pump out pages like no one's business. Anyway, uh, yeah. So newest issue of Santos Sisters. If you do not already own a copy, go pick this one up. It's still as good as, as they've always been since day one. Quality stuff. Honestly, one of my favorite ongoings right now. Uh, I also received a care package from Jairo Lantigua. Shout out oh, to yeah. Shout out to our buddy Jairo over in Miami in uh, South Florida. Uh, he sent Hialeah. over a bunch of new stuff. Uh, Procrastazine, uh, Dead Untitled, and Hurt, which I think is a bit older. I think this is from 2018. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I missed that one, so I'm glad he sent it. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's still putting out new stuff. Uh, I know he was like kind of on a hiatus, but I don't think it was a very long hiatus because I think he's back at it. No, but, and uh, I think his hiatus was like tattooing, so he never really got out of the game uh, art-wise. So he stays busy. And, right, uh, right, right. So shout out <clears throat> yeah. Hiro. We actually got to get Hiro on here. I don't know why he hasn't been on here yet. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. We do need yeah. to have him on. Yeah. All right, and last but not least, Avi, keeping our bookshelves full, has sent over a new book from Silver Sprocket, Cam Marshall's Matchmaker. I uh, haven't gotten a chance to read this yet, but honestly, it has all the great production value that you expect from Silver Sprocket. It really is crazy that like a uh, small press-minded publisher makes things this nice. All right, well, if you're into uh, you know manga-inspired queer slice-of-life stories, definitely check out Matchmaker by Cam Marshall. It just came out September 13th. Support Sprocket and go pick that up at silversprocket.net. Bam. And if that one's not for you, they have a mountain of other books you can check out that are well worth your time and money. Yes. And uh, speaking of well worth your time and money, uh, stick around for our interview with Drew. Pick up Comfort Dungeon 3 and come see us and meet us on the road at uh, Garage 129 if you're in Columbus for CXC. Uh, we won't be dicks unless you're dicks to us. 
So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll catch you on the after side of this break. We'll be right back. Hank the Artist is a new comic by Fennell and is set on Dust, a prison planet, and it follows Hank, a felon-turned-bandit who escapes the raiding group he was forced to join. Exploring the struggle to make art in a world that doesn't care, Hank blasts through an unforgiving landscape driven by the only thing he wants, to watch the sunset behind the waves and to draw peacefully in a sketchbook. Printed on matte pages with a soft-touch laminate cover, this print run is limited to 100 hand-numbered copies and comes with a watercolor sketch featuring a character or a moment on dust. Hank the Artist is exclusively available to order from Wigshop Webshop, and you can secure a copy over at www.wigshopwebshop.com. And now, a few words from our sponsors, the Santo Sisters. been to an amazing rock and roll show and thought, I wish I could experience this moment again, but in comic form, then Sid the Cat magazine is for you. Fiercely independent show promoter Sid the Cat have joined forces with comics journalist Andrew Greenstone to bring you an ongoing publication that documents the SoCal indie rock scene. This stunning 52-page full-color magazine features comics, articles, photos, and illustrations from a rotating cast of local illustrators and writers. It's a celebration of Sid's artists and venues and supports those keeping the bleeding edge of the indie music scene alive. Our first issue covers musical artists Big Thief, Illuminati Hotties, Mike Kroll, Fucked Up, Finn Lilly, Katie Kirby, Kate LeBon, Cursive, Christian Lee Hudson, No Win, and so many more. If you are a fan of comics, indie music, zines, rock reports, or community by the way of culture, order a copy now at SidTheCat.com forward slash Sid dash zine. Again, that's SidTheCat.com forward slash Sid dash zine. Athenium Comic Art is an original art website for some of the best cartoonists in the business. They currently represent Remy Boydell, Marie Capel France, Nicole Gu, Jonathan Hill, Emma Hunsinger, Casey Nowak, Micah Song, and Tilly Walden. 
Athenium Comic Art gives fans the opportunity to own original piece of art from their favorite comics and support the artists that they love. In their short time in business, they've already shipped many iconic pages out to hardcore fans across the globe. Don't miss out on your chance to own a one-of-a-kind piece of history. Check out their website, AtheniumComicArt.com, and type in Gutter Gang at checkout to receive free shipping on your first order. Again, the website is AtheniumComicArt.com, and the code is Gutter Gang. Morning, Gary. Morning, Marianne. Need a menu? Nah, I'll just have the usual. You sure do love your eggs and coffee, Gary. Best way to start your morning, Marianne. Well, that and an issue of Town and County. What's that? Town and County is a new comic series written and drawn by cartoonist Alex Nall. He's that guy that wrote them books about teaching and that Mr. Rogers feller. Oh, he was such a nice man. The first issue is 36 pages of black and white comic stories with beautiful color covers and features six stories about folks in our little township here in Illinois, like Susie Barber, the house cleaner that uncovers her client's dirty laundry, if you know what I mean, and Stanley Pepper, that big feller that just lost his job and took to drinking every night at Bugs's Tavern. Well, ain't that something? Town & County is published by Ivy Terrace Press, headquartered in Chicago. Chicago? Who would want to live there? So dirty. Each issue comes with a copy of The Hometown Hero, our little town's newsletter, and it's only $8. $8? Where can I get it, Gary? You can order a copy of Town & County on the internet at storeenvy slash Comics. Oh, there's your breakfast, Gary. Thanks, Marianne. Ah, nothing like a cup of coffee and a good comic book. Rust Belt Review is a quarterly comics lit magazine featuring serialized and short form comics from some of the most exciting cartoonists in the small press scene today. Volume 1 features work from Gutter alums, M.S. Harkness, Audra Stang, and Caleb Arecchio, along with work by Andrew Greenstone, Sean Knickerbocker, and Juan Jose Fernandez. You can order your copy of Rust Belt Review today by going to rustbeltreview.org. Enter in promo code GUTTER to receive two bucks off your order. Again, that website is rustbeltreview.org. Promo code GUTTER. The Last Aviatrix is a post-nuclear adventure comic by independent Los Angeles-based cartoonist Buster Cagle. The story follows Summer, our last aviatrix, who pilots the sole surviving airplane, a nuclear-powered B-29. As she travels the ruined world finding ways to survive and help humanity while dealing with the eminent threat of the Atomborn, a rare breed of atomic wizards that want to see her out of the sky, her mission becomes complicated when she accidentally picks up Henry, an Atomborn child who wields incredible power, and Clementine, a berserker on a quest for vengeance. Can our aviatrix survive this ruined and irradiated waste Land? Every issue can be read for free on BusterKegel.com slash comics. Paper copies can be ordered as well, but, you know, you can still read it for free. If you like Wizards or Warplanes, go check it out. Now, back to our program.
and welcome back from the break. Today on Gutter Boys, we are joined by friend of the show and uh, cartoonist from Columbus, Ohio, Drew B. Hall. Yo. Uh, Drew, before we get into it, what's the B stand for? uh, I told you it was bitch ass, and you know, I think that's what I'm going to keep it as. You got to figure it out. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, so um, you've probably heard me uh, misname Drew on this podcast before as <laughs> Drew Hell or Drew Hall and not Drew B. Hall, but I just want to go ahead and set the record straight that it is Drew B. Hall. And uh, Drew is uh, fresh <laughs> off the release of his brand new comic, The Comfort Dungeon Number 3. And yes. uh, we're going to get into all that stuff, and then we're going to talk about our little event, because when this episode airs this weekend, you should come to our little live event uh, comic book reading and shit. But uh, before we get into that, Drew, what's up, man? Oh, not much. Just, uh, you know, ready to talk some shit with you guys. Hell yeah. All right. So uh, Comfort Dungeon, uh, three issues so far in the last two years, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I guess the first one came out 22 at Space. So that was like May 22. And then, yeah, March was number two. And then, yeah, yeah, three or two. Yeah, yeah. So prolific, baby. Yeah, definitely. I mean, three issues in pretty much a year is uh, nothing to shake a stick at. So as far as like, you know, your work before Comfort Dungeon, uh, what was that like? I mean, mostly paintings, a lot of paintings and drawings. And like I was doing these like um, like four panel gags on Instagram. That was the original iteration of Comfort Dungeon. There were like these like single panel, like floating heads that said like wild shit. (laughs) And then Later, it was like these four panel gags. But yeah, a lot of paintings. And then I was doing like fucking screen printing shirts for a while. I'm all over the place. Now, do you have formal art education or anything like that? Or are you just a a creator by nature? Yeah, I mean, I've been drawing, yeah, since I was born, basically. Like my grandparents were artists and all that. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I've got some paintings in my house that are like my, I guess my great uncle and my great grandpa were both painters and illustrators. Like he worked, my great grandpa worked in like the newspaper and did like fucking illustrations and shit. But uh, yeah, always drawing. I went to the fucking Art Institute of Indianapolis. Okay. Some bullshit ass. Somebody on here was talking about they had gone also, I feel like one of the, somebody y'all had on recently. But yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. It's uh, they got like sued, <laughs> fucking, because it was unaccredited. And, like nobody fucking could do anything with their degrees. Oh shit. Okay, I think yeah. Tony Gregory was telling us that he went to a school that was unaccredited. Maybe yeah, so, yeah. yeah. There, because there's like the San Francisco artists and two, and there's like the Chicago one, and they're legit. But they're like, that's like Ivy Tech or whatever, but for art. But it's just like money laundering i don't know yeah so i went to that for like i don't know like a year but i was just honestly just like drunk the whole time i wasn't taking that shit seriously at all i was just piled out you know just like partying thought i knew everything back then yeah but uh yeah i guess that's the only my high school actually had some pretty sick ass art programs and and are you That's from Indiana? Cool... Where are you from originally? Because I know you're yeah, in Columbus I'm from, now. I'm from Marion, Indiana. Home I'm of, sorry, uh, man. Jim Davis and <laughs> Garfield himself, my Let, boy. Let's get into this real quick. What do you okay. think about people saying Indiana is the worst state in the U.S., myself oh, included? They're, they're absolutely correct. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, you're going to Iowa? Where I'm going to have to stop you all right now? there. Yeah, That's no. Iowa shit. takes the fucking <laughs> belt, baby. Here's the thing, bro. Like, Mike Pence, my dog, like, he's from Indiana. Like, that shit is, like, straight up, like, 
I don't know. I guess I haven't been where you're at, JB. So like, no, no. Slip, slip Mike Pence, Mike Pence, Mike Pence's politics is like city level politics here in Iowa. <laughs> that's that's fucking nothing. That shit is a joke compared well, to what like, Iowa has. Marion is just one of those places that's like fucking r- typical Rust Belt shit. Like sure. my dad were, grew up and uh, he had he worked at a um, RCA factory, tube TV factory. So that was like a big place that you know had jobs and and then there's like a gm factory or some shit i think it's still there but it's just like now it's all just fucked and everyone's on meth and we know it's fucked and it sucks but uh yeah indiana's trash dude i mean ohio gets it so bad and i'm like you know since i've lived here i'm like what are you what are you guys talking about like indiana is just trash i mean bloomington's cool indianapolis is like changed a lot and it's a lot cooler than it was when i was living there i feel yeah. like it seems like the arts and culture scene is like the hardcore scene i think anyway yeah hardcore scene in general is going off but like there's a lot of culture going off there that i'm just like not tapped into anymore but yeah indiana trash hell yeah All but right. yeah see that here you go though you just <laughs> named two places in yeah, your yeah. state that have culture <laughs> Okay. I mean, but you guys it's, have it's, Slipknot, the, JB. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. What that, all yeah, all yeah, they have right. here is Slipknot and like hey. the Capitol, and that's it. But and the Capitol has like them, zero you know culture. I mean? Well, there's not. There's like eight. There's like seven now. Two of them are dead. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot the drummer died. Jordison, yeah, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, listen. We burn our trash in Indiana. Okay. So. <laughs> Shit. Well, <laughs> I will say, uh, yeah, you, I would say maybe I was worse. I've never really, I've had one good time in Indiana, but every other time I've either been like pulled over or oh, ripped yeah. off. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ripped off for, for some sure. weed from a where did homeless you, person. Oh, 100%. Indianapolis can get That's pretties. exactly where I was, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I was yeah. on a GTA mission in Indianapolis one time, so <laughs> we, were at a, we were at a gas station, and we were like on the way back from Chicago, and we'd ran out of weed, so we were like, fuck, we need to get like an eighth just to get us uh-huh. to Kentucky. And um, we asked this dude outside the gas station. He was like, yeah, give me 50 bucks. And uh, Yo. You know. so we we're like, we're like, all right, we're, we're kind of smart. We're like, OK, let's let him. He said he's got to walk down the street into this building. So we're like, OK, so we're Yo. following him because we're like, all right, we need to, you know, make sure we don't get robbed here. Well, he walks into this apartment building and we give him like 30 seconds. And then we walk into the apartment building. We realize there's an exit door down the hallway and that door is just swinging. So we run oh, and he's out of sight. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. dude, that sounds about right, dude. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's changed a lot, like I said, since I've uh, lived there. But sure. yeah, it's still dicey, I'm sure. All right. Like anywhere, though. Okay. It's like oh, anywhere. Wait, wait, real quick, real quick. Has the state of Indiana legalized child labor? Oh, I mean, I don't think they even bothered to, like, look into I think motherfuckers are just doing it. Because, like, farms and stuff, oh, yeah, that's a real right, gray right. area. You know what I mean? That's what like, kids are, I mean, is there, uh, is there like, labor. a statewide policy Listen, saying I'm child labor is good? I'm not up to date on every state's child okay, labor I'm policy just saying, these I'm days. Just saying, I know I West Indiana Virginia does. is going nuts. Uh, I, I'm just like, saying, I don't think Indiana does have a child labor law. No, yeah, probably I not. I always had like four like child deaths Hell in like yeah. meat slaughter factories recently. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel, I, I, I'd be grinder. interested to know like, because that shit's definitely a thing. And I mean, farm motherfuckers, like kids having their license when they're 14 so they can drive the family. Yeah, but that's like within family. Shit. You're working for your dad. I'm talking about like going into a company <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. office, yeah. filling out an application form and I'd getting like hired. I'd like to die here, sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Hey, you got, well, listen, that's how the sausage is made. You know what I'm saying? So, um, well, let's get back on track with comics, though. So you are in Indiana and you made your way to Ohio. Was it the comic scene that took you to Ohio? Why exactly Columbus? Because it's a very rich comic listen, city. 
is a girl. Okay. I'll okay. Be all right. All right. You all know? right. Tumblr was going nuts. You know what I'm saying? But I got here and I've been all over. I've lived in Indiana. I've lived in California for a little while. Tried to stay in Florida with my brother for a little while. Weird time. But I've stayed in Columbus because like this, this comics thing is like, I mean, the Billy Ireland and just like all of the, the culture and shit that I had no idea was like three hours away from me. I was kind of like pissed off when I found out that like when I growing up, like we would play shows in like Dayton and shit. I'm like, oh, this place is trash. Ohio sucks. All right, cool. I don't need to, to worry about this. Little did I know there's like this like kind of big culture of like arts that was just like right here. So, yeah, I mean, there was the fucking Dan Klaus exhibit at the Wexner when I was came here visiting. And I was just like, oh, like, yeah, I'm here. Like, and the Billy Ireland was right next to it. And it's just like, how did nobody my whole fucking life tell me that this was here? Like, y'all are, you you know, you all have, like, let me down by not letting me know this is here. (laughs) So are you into that shit when you relocated already? Like the indie comics kind of stuff? Or is that something you kind of grew into with the city and living there? I mean, I grew up loving comics, like... Garfield, you know, like he's when I found out Jim Davis was from my hometown, I was just like, oh, I want to be. Can you hear my dog right now? Yeah, it's cool. (laughs) Okay, Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to do this always, but I would think I was just like a coward. But yeah, I've always like I think it's Carrie. Jesus Christ. I think uh, I got into like indie comics, probably. I don't know, probably in my early 20s, because I grew up like like in Batman and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll still read a Batman every once in a while. But like growing up, going to flea markets and like my dad collected fucking Hot Wheels and like I would. uh, Hell of a market in those still, apparently. Dude, I think that's what he still does. He's trash. I I feel like it's legally required if you are from Indiana, you have to collect Hot Wheels. (laughs) Dude. Oh, yeah. Big NASCAR shit there, right? He had to retire because he got some fucking bullshit ass knee replacement and he's a piece of shit. And uh, he got an RV and he just like fucking goes to swap meet selling hot wheels and yeah and then like one day i had an epiphany i was like at some show selling comics and i was like i think me and my dad are probably doing essentially the same thing right now and it's like yeah but uh uh yeah going to flea markets and like getting long boxes under that were like just like whatever fucking bullshit ass 90s comics and just getting the whole ass thing but like never reading those things ever just like flipping through and through them and like being in awe of all that fucking mostly like image comics and like a lot of 90 Spider-Man and like, yeah, just whatever the fuck. And you're, yeah. you were born in the late eighties, I guess, based off yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So around the same age as us. Okay. So, um, when did you make that jump into like making your own, you said you were always drawing, like, were you drawing comics or just fucking around and doodling as a kid? Like, when do you remember being like, Oh, okay. Comics. Let's make these. So, Yeah, I started making comics like officially, officially, I guess last year, which is crazy to think because like it's always been the thing. But I was, I guess, just like, oh, there's no way I can I can make these things. I look at comics and I was just like, how the fuck do you even do it? The other thing is I was I quit drinking about five, I guess, six years ago coming up. Okay, And I was just like, there's no I I couldn't finish things. You know, there's no way I could have like just I mean, I I realized like just the fact of like accomplishing a task back then would have been like crazy. That's why I was making like splattery paintings and like, you know, like real just bullshit. 
But like, I guess officially I made a, I made that Comfort Dungeon 1 last year is the first like comic comic I made. I met you guys at that block fort thing and I had the fucking weirdo like. Yeah, you had a couple of How zines. to transcend just the one, which ended up being like an insert to the Comfort Dungeon. And everyone was looking at me like, cool, this is not definitely not a comic. <laughs> Who are you? Like, whatever. But I was doing those. Uh, the original Comfort Dungeon was just an Instagram, which is still up there. And they're just like gags, like four panel gags and shit. So I was just trying to like come correct the first time. And I didn't want to make some piddly shit. And that's why I was posting to Instagram originally and kind of figuring out what I wanted to do as a comic. You know, I had no idea, like, how do I even write? Like, I'm not a writer, you know what I mean? And yeah, it's wild because it's always been the goal. But I was just uh, a wuss, I guess, you know? (laughs) So what made you... I mean, I guess, quote unquote, nut up, like where you just like, fuck it, it's not going to get done itself. Well, honestly, like fucking this podcast, unfortunately, the fucking cartoonist kayfabe bullshit, like making me like making me privy to shit that I was just like, oh, okay, this is how like they had some videos of like literally how to even make like to assemble it. And it's like, oh, right. I know how to it's like it feels so intuitive to me now. Like it always I've kind of. I feel like I've always known how to, I don't know. I look at a page and it's like, I like to break things down. If you look at my paintings, they're very, a lot of grids, like things broken up into very specific kind of grids. And like, um, it makes sense that like I went to comics, if you kind of see the the things and a lot of text. And uh, so I've always kind of thought in that way, but never knew how to apply it, you know? And yeah, and then fucking, yeah, finding all these, this now, these who people, I guess, are, like, my fucking peers now, that's like, oh, this is what I could be doing? Like, I can do this shit? Like, not like, oh, I'm as good as this, but, like, I get this, and this kind of expression makes sense to me, as opposed to, like, you know, even, like, a whatever, like, you know, something that seems out of my reach. Yeah, and COVID was honestly the thing, like, like everyone, like, I feel like that's a whole class of cartoonists now that are, like, post-COVID motherfuckers sure. that really were, like, you know, I got fired from my fucking hot dog job in 2019 and i was like fucking i'm going all in on at the time screen printing shirts and stuff and selling art and yeah and then i then covid happened and it's like well let's really double down on what i for real want to do and then i put out that first issue of comfort dungeon and then yeah that's all i think about now I'm <laughs> are you still freelance or have you uh, started working again like a regular ass job yeah i work at this oh, market right. yeah, yeah. uh like yeah basically a part-time which thankfully, like they're kind of the, the way I'm going to be able to do this, uh, the show we're doing. So, but yeah, I mean, it's only part time, you know, and I still get commissions here and there, which is great. And I don't make, I mean, you know, I probably spend more money on this shit than I make, you know, of course, like, yeah. day, like everyone. But uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's fucking cornball shit, but I definitely found, you know, my community finally. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm pissed that it took me this long kind of shit. Hell yeah. But yeah, very circuitous. All right. Let's get into process talk. Let's get into process. Uh, let's see Maybe. here. Uh, how do you do things? Well, I draw them and then I scan them and then like I try real hard. Sometimes I think about them for like a long time and then I don't draw anything and then I do draw them. And sometimes I don't draw them, but other times I do and it's great. And then I do it and then I staple them. There were other times I have other people staple them. And that's a lot easier, but it costs more money. Yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see here. 
So, hang on though. Are you completely analog, or do you do anything digitally? I'm assuming you color digitally. It looks like your colors. Yeah, digital. I color digitally, like yeah. halftones digitally. But I'm. I mean, I I use fucking Photoshop CS2, which is a problem. I need to update. But yeah, know, I think they're on like free. CS9 or some 900, shit. Nine hundred. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it works. I just color black and white comics. You know what I mean? Like it's uh-huh. not that crazy. Uh, but yeah, I draw everything on paper. Tombos. I had to get rid of Sharpies because apparently that's. Nate told me, Nate Grixley, he told me that, uh, that my, my pages are going to look like shit. So yeah, it fades to that weird, like brown off brown. Yeah. color. Yeah. And so I got a pocket brush. MS actually gave me this pocket brush and now I'm obsessed with it. Okay. I can't really like draw with it yet, but I love doing like this. All the lettering I did on the covers of this upcoming issue is all, it just feels so good to like fill black with that, like actual ink. Yeah. I can't graduate to fucking like pins, like dip pins and shit. It feels like what what what, is, what are we doing? Like I don't know. Like I like to have uh, you know as little barrier to me making stuff because so having like ink and brushes and all this shit you got to clean and all that just like makes you know it harder for me to make shit. So I just try to you know use things I can buy at Michaels and shit. Like these Tombow pins are great and yeah paper. Goddamn, uh, Strathmore, Bristol, whatever. Nine by 12. Hell yeah. Now, do you set like a, uh, schedule of any type for yourself? We kind of ask everybody this, but like, what's your like timeline look like when you're working on, you know, art and whatnot? It, it's super chaotic. It can be like, if it depends on what I'm making. When I was working on the like first big story and this next issue, I would just like cranking out a page a day. And then I got sick and it like took me out for two weeks. But sometimes I'll just like, you know, I try to work until I'm done. And I've learned that now I have to change that because I've had some real like carpal tunnel and like forearm pain. And I'm just it just like puts me out. So and I ride my already bike you? too. Oh, because I've been drawing literally since I could hold like my whole life. And yeah, yeah. Always been a huncher, you know, like fucking not doing anything correctly like not sitting up straight like but i'm trying to become aware of that shit now Mm -hmm. and uh you know fucking yeah but like come on man life's hard (laughs) you do you doing any kind of like preventative exercises or maintenance at all yeah i'm starting to i'm starting to now i found some stretches that are good i've uh i need to like honestly i need to fucking work out like that's the sad truth of like, you got to build your goddamn muscles around your shit to support your body and blah, blah, blah. I'm in my mid thirties now. I got to fucking take care of my shit, but you know, it's hard to do that. So, yeah. And like, just like live life and all the, all the other things. And like, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. So I'll stretch every once in a while. Hell yeah. So do you have a pretty straightforward process for laying out stuff? Like, do you do a script do you do thumbs and then do you, uh, you know, pencils and inks? Do you do a page by page or do you do it all yeah. as one? Like, how do you do that? It all is different all the time. But a lot of time I'll have an idea and I'll like manically doodle some the idea and write out like beats. That's usually how it is. Because I try to I honestly like I'm trying to stretch out this time and tell like longer stories and and stuff. And uh, but I try to think in beats, you know, like joke style like in like page turns and I try to do th- think of that stuff. So I do a lot of like uh, really rough thumbs and no scripts that just because a lot of the time the dial that I'll just like 
write the dialogue like on the on the day, like on the page, because I know like the gist of what's going to happen or whatever. But sometimes it's just funnier or like works better if it's just coming out of me and like it fits in the goddamn bubble, too. So I try not to like overwork stuff, but like this new one that I have a sci fi story in there that took a lot of like thinking like it's kind of there's a little bit of it's like a I don't know it's a twisty whatever the fuck kind of thing and I've been thinking about that for a while so I had a lot of like literally just like beats and like this happens and then this happens and like how does this happen etc but like a lot of just you know scrawl you know notes but uh it probably looks like some Unabomber shit but <laughs> yeah no traditional scripts just a lot of thumbing honestly yeah and then I just try to knock it out I'll trace stuff if I really like a drawing I'll like trace it and if it's not the right size I'll like scan it and resize it because if sometimes you just draw something one time and it's like that's exactly it but it's like the wrong size or whatever so a lot of time I'll do that I'm trying to use blue blue line now because I'm sick of fucking scanning my shit and like cleaning up this fucking gross ass pencil line underneath so I have blue pencils and I'm trying to use them now but it's you know (laughs) hard but yeah All right. So I do want to talk about, you know, the comfort dungeon. It is your I guess your first real comic series you were saying, um, Mm -hmm. which is news to me. I don't know. I just figured you were toiling away doing something. But no, is this uh, something you want to I mean, obviously, you've done three issues. It's a one man anthology type deal, uh, something we've never seen in any comics. Um, No. New idea, fresh. <laughs> but no, I mean, are you planning on like, I mean, I know it's only been a couple of years for the foreseeable future. Is everything going to be Comfort Dungeon or are you going to because you've had a couple of zines that had different titles like Gushing? Yeah. And so it's forth. just like whatever fits, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. originally this uh, the story, this uh, avoid story was going to be like its own thing. But it was like or I could just make a fat ass. I had a couple other smaller ideas and I'm just like, we'll just cram it in. To that, I mean, it'll be till it's not, you know, I'm just I'm not trying to be too precious with any of it. Like right now, that's the best delivery system for my ideas because it's a lot of short burst ideas. I'm just not I'm not really capable of like writing a big, long story right now. And, you know, printing zine, those zines were uh, now I would I wish I would have just saved them and put them in another comfort dungeon. It would have been, you know, because it's just uh, I don't I don't know. Those are cool. I love those. Um, But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to do that moving forward till it doesn't feel right anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Good answer. How did you come up with the name? I think I literally like sat down and had a list of like, I wanted to like the feeling of anxiety that I have all the time of like, (laughs) I was tabling with MS one time and she's like, (laughs) she asked me, when's the time that you like are comfortable? Like what's the most like comfortable you are in your life or whatever. And, and I couldn't give her an answer. And it's like, damn, that's a problem, huh? But uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think I just sat down and like, what are the two, like the most juxtaposed ideas that are like uh, the paradox of me trying to relax, right? Like I imagine like a bunch of like BDSM gear, just all in like velvet, a BDSM room cast in velvet. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Well, I do want to go back to, you said you don't really tackle anything long, but in this new one, I mean, the dominant uh, story of the issue is like, I feel like two thirds of the fucking thing is one story, like the void story, yeah. right? It's like 19 pages. Yeah. I mean, I would, well, compared off, to dude. like <laughs> these motherfuckers putting out, you know, graphic novels, that's not Sure, long, sure, you know sure. I mean? Like, MS just dropped a brick on our ass and it's like, 
what is 19 pages you know yeah well i mean to be fair though i mean that is a pretty lengthy story to try and tackle you know because i mean everything else in the first two issues was definitely like one pages two four at most if i recall correctly so Uh you're definitely stretching your legs in the new issue yeah i mean that was the idea i want to try to like i want to push myself i want to do it faster than the last time i want to like this i want to try to even close like it was six months between issue two and issue three and i would love for it to be like four so i could get like three out a year that would be my ideal yeah yeah pace but i i can't keep up with like the ideas honestly sure like avoid has been jangling around in my head for a while and like the cop stuff like kind of just flows <laughs> out of me because <laughs> it just amuses me but uh yeah yeah are you doing a lot of uh, self because you're, you know, I don't mean this in an insulting way, but I mean, you're all no. things considered a young cartoonist now, like as far as like your tenure of making comics. So do you find yourself just experimenting on the page and with these issues and just leaving the stuff in it? Or are you actually like editing yourself pretty intensely? Like, I mean, I don't feel like I'm generating enough ideas right now to edit myself like I, I'll follow if a story, if, if, it, if it doesn't tickle me, basically, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where I'm at. Like. I, you know, everything I make right now is like, I want to like giggle at the idea of someone being like, like laughing at it or being like struck by it or, or I want to enjoy the process. Cause like you kind of have to like separate yourself from, or I have to separate myself from, you know, the expectations and shit. Like, because, you know, art, right. I always say that like, you know, if you don't want to show yourself, show your art to somebody, then you might as well just like jack off right like if you don't like what's the point like i feel like the whole the point of like creating something is to like express ideas to other people and whatever so we all feel less alone in the world or whatever the so fuck. you don't believe in making art for like self-satisfaction or just doing something for yourself i mean it's fun sure but like yeah i'm saying you know what i mean like why waste hey, the time if you're not gonna see a return well, on investment it's just like That's not at. even not even matt not even um like money just like um the exchange of ideas right like that's like i feel like why not to be whatever but like i feel like that's why people are here right the exchange of ideas and exchange of like feelings and i'm not great at like being you know <laughs> like around people and hanging out and like this is my way of being able to like connect with other people you know i think that's why a lot of people whether they know it or not like m- make stuff you know is to like it's a it's a signal out to their motherfuckers they're like oh you're like me or like oh you like this shit or whatever it is uh what was the question just <laughs> essentially like how you feel about like making art for yourself where are you at on that yeah. though jb we've never really talked about that uh i believe you should keep that shit to yourself <laughs> <laughs> i mean here, here, here my caveat real quick is this is like i said i do this because i love it and it yeah. is for me but like it's selfish almost to keep it. You know what I mean? Like, not that I'm some per- somebody that is the best and like, I am a gift to God and what I make is fucking, I shit gold. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like, I don't know, being vulnerable and like, is like kind of, I don't know. It's the thing. I don't know. Where are you actually at on that though? Yeah, JB. <laughs> I mean, I think it is weird to make stuff and then not show anyone. Yeah. To just like keep it to yourself and lock it away and i feel like people who do that they're usually like unwell who uh, was, like, was that one guy that painted all those like naked oh, Henry Darger. yeah 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 like, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good example that's what i'm saying yeah. you know like there's a reason yeah, that, he ain't showing right. people right right <laughs> but now you know his work is in a permanent collection at the uh, intuit museum in chicago so right. 
you know, people know who he is now. He's after he died, nobody cared about him or knew who he was while he was alive making all this stuff. And then when somebody discovered it, he's become sort of this household name in outsider art. Yeah. Uh, but that's what so, I mean. It's like inevitably was meant to be shared, even though it was a kind of against his will. It's like, I think it's yeah. going to happen whether you like it or not. Like, kind right. of thing. Right, right, right. So just burn know. it. If you're going to do that, just burn everything. Oh, and again. I've definitely done that too. And like, <laughs> yeah. but like, then that's, that's my prerogative. You know what I mean? I don't know. But now I'm like, oh, the process, the act of making it, that's the thing that's for me. Like, oh, I'm feeling black in this thing. And like, that's so satisfying. Great. I get that. But I don't get to like keep, you know, the thing. You know? Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think my opinions about it are probably pretty in line with Drew's in that, yes, it's for you, but. You share it with other people and hopefully someone who can relate or understand it and right. maybe in some weird way appreciate it. That's that's kind of the point. Yeah. And it's like it sounds like like you're up your own ass to be like, well, I'm going to change somebody's life by somebody seeing my art or whatever. But it's like there's motherfuckers out there like that, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think that. Look, look I mean. I don't think that that's not going to happen. I'm not like saying like my shit sucks or whatever, but like, yeah. that's not why I'm not like wearing a beret out here. You know what I mean? And like taking myself seriously, but like, I don't know. I think exactly just the exchange of ideas is like what I'm into. I think that's great. I think that's how I'm comfortable with, you know, uh, being vulnerable with other people is through this shit. Right. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, cause if you, I think, like, as cartoonists, the most, and this is a blanket statement, but I feel like the most we do for ourselves are what sketchbooks, like, and that's just a stay yeah. in practice, like, yeah. And now the sketchbook for me is just like schematics. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's nothing yeah, to look yeah. at anymore. It's just like, how can I figure this problem out now? It's more like a. Do you guys keep sketchbooks? Oh uh, yeah, I I have a couple, but I never, dude. A lot of people like will post on Instagram how they like finish them like i know benji nate is like yeah, she'll put like a piece wild. of tape on one and it'll be like three months and it's filled i'm like fuck mm -hmm. off dude i've had the same three sketchbooks <laughs> for the last two years <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah i have like a stack that are like about a quarter filled yeah you know? yeah i just grab one when i'm like doing a comic and that's where i thumbnail and everything mm. pretty much like that's <laughs> that's I, I like to like sit down and doodle and draw and if i'm working through something like hey, how do i draw this thing or like how do i you know stuff like that but a lot of it now is like i'm thumbnailing or i'm writing out ideas and I'm just like, you know, coming back to an idea. I try to you go back to a note, but like I have an idea in this notebook and like, oh, it's on that page. So I'm just going to work all those ideas out on this page. But that's how I just like work. Uh, yeah, it's just how I work through comics now is like into my notebook. But it's nothing like I'm not trying to show people that shit. You know what I mean? It's, it's like yeah. shitty sketches and like scrawl. And like when I'm watching 90 Day Fiance, like drawing these like ugly motherfuckers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had a better habit of like actively drawing in a sketchbook when I had a job that I hated. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. You just pop that motherfucker open while you're at your desk mm -hmm. and yeah. Yeah. I think you were yeah. posting like post-it drawings or something for a while, right, JB? Or Yeah. Yeah. It would be like post-it notes or like those spiral bound mini notebook yeah, pads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, it was just a desire to use as much materials on the company's dime yes. that I <laughs> that I could physically could because I fucking hated that place. Yeah. So it was mostly out of spite. Yeah. Sure. But um, the drawing aspect was like just making it so that my life was less miserable. Yeah, just to pass the time. Yeah, pretty much. 
All right. Well, I do want to talk a little bit about this event because this will be airing the week of our little shindig in Columbus, which, by the way, peace and love to Matt Boers. But uh, if you're listening to this, don't go to that fucking party. Come to ours. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that the nib thing? <laughs> That's the nib guy. Yeah. Well, but, like it's at nine thirty though. Too. It's at nine thirty though. Too. Like you can do both. You yeah, can you, do both. Yeah. You can do both, but come get trashed at ours at six and just yeah, stay. Yeah. Be cool. <laughs> Be cool. Because it's so, also at the Walrus, and the Walrus sucks. Fuck that bar. Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're 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 doing ourselves no favors on becoming official CXC programming here. No, but, I mean, yeah. look, I don't no, want to be. Yeah. For real. I don't want to be, dude. After t- I, I don't want to be. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh oh, shoot interview re- time. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, I'm just saying, like, I would. The whole reason I wanted to do a thing in the first place, I was trying to do this thing before before y'all even like MS was like, hey, Cam and JB are trying to do this thing, and I was like, well, little do they know, I'm already been thinking about it. So yeah, so we're gonna take the credit. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would much rather like I don't have the you know the pull that y'all do. So it's like great, let's what let's pull? fucking well, yeah, you come say, on, come pull? on, <laughs> motherfuckers know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like people are coming because it's y'all. Like let's get real. Like, but anyway, it's like I'm we're comics. I assumed cash was the uh, the reason why people cash. would be. I got, a, I got a good email from Caroline that was like, oh. "Hey, any way I can read last?" And I was like, "You already were." <laughs> Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's that's huge, yeah. yeah imagine like, the headliner coming up to you and like, hey, can I play last? Yeah, dude, like, duh, what the fuck you think? Yeah. yeah. I already anticipated you showing up four hours late, Caroline, so let's... Yeah, and all those, I thought we would be, it would be a problem because, the, like, the frog farm things happened in the day before, but, like, he's fucking doing our shit, too, so I was like, oh, yeah. Hey, well, I yeah. noticed this, there's a lot of overlap, so I hope, if you all are listening to this, you all better bring a different comic to read at our event. This double-dipping shit? Hell uh, no. But the thing is, I think there's gonna be a whole different crowd at all these things too man like yeah yeah it's yeah. gonna be yeah yeah i, I think if you're gonna fine. come and read the same thing though yeah just do it in a funny voice how about that yeah yeah mix it up doing it in a different language uh-huh yeah there you go um what was i saying though uh yeah well you, i just you, think you were like, saying oh, that you hate everybody in columbus and involved yeah, with cxc 100, 100. Yeah, well, well, no, we were we were <laughs> yeah. on the cusp Craig, of talking Amy, shit about walrus Caitlin. and cxc so let's get into that yeah i did i mean whatever i hate the bar culture here in general but they can all suck it but uh that's aside the point. But uh what's the bar yeah. culture? Like you mean just it's in general just like or the most like the worst like you I mean bar culture in this country is already oh, fucked. Oh, okay, you like, mean in general. Everything is a brand new goddamn brewery. There's a new fucking hey, you can drink at this fucking dog park or like whatever. Taco Bell now has goddamn alcohol and it's like, "All right, great. Wonderful." I don't know. Whatever. I'm spiteful. But uh uh, we're comics town, right? We're supposed to be comics town. Like, come here, move here. But like, we have CXC, and like, that's the all, and then like space, and nobody fucking comes to that. But everybody tables at it because like, I don't know, it's a rite of passage. I don't know. But like, why not have cool things all the time? Like, why can't we be doing the things that I see happening in Philly and Chicago and fucking the part of the permanent damage shit? Like. Why can't yeah. we be doing that stuff here? Like, why not? You gotta, you gotta draw a Holocaust cover, and then you'll, then you'll start making dates, baby. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Look, <laughs> look. I'm not. If you've read the new one, like, I'm not. Drew, Drew is, Drew is saying he is not woke. He is saying he is asleep, folks. Bro, I am. <laughs> what's the? <laughs> I'm taking a big old nap. No, I'm. Listen, I'm an ally. I'm woke. Peace and love, everyone. But. Why you gotta be collegiate all the time? Why do we gotta be in a library all the time? Why can't we be crushing beers or non-alcoholic beers like myself or sodies? You yeah. know, 
Drink some sodies. Yeah, I think it's very well established on the Gutter Boys that we are appreciators of seltzers. Love yeah, a, uh, non-alcoholic look, seltzers. Look, I don't too. fucking... <laughs> look, my girlfriend drinks the plain seltzers oh. like a like a beast. Exactly. I can't handle any of those. The, I, like the air-flavored like, ones? Yeah, like Sam Pellegrino. Giant Eagle Blue Box yeah, okay. seltzer yeah, that yeah. people get to Wild. mix with their vodka or whatever. Yeah. She crushes them. God Does bless her. I love put her any, like, so lime much. Or anything in no, like a she's raw fruit? dogging it. Yeah. She's raw <laughs> dogging it. She's gnarly. Does she get excited every time the syrup runs out at the fast food chain soda machine? Like hell <laughs> no, yeah! Well, finally. it's funny because she loves a McDonald's Coke. She's a hoe for a oh, McDonald's dude, Coke. Oh, she goes okay. ape shit for one of those. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I know the secret behind that. By the oh, way, oh really? Yeah, so I looked into this because I was like, dude, it's got to be a different formula. It's not a different formula. What it is is a McDonald's sells so many sodas a day that their um, carbonation is always fresh. So their shit hits way harder and fresher, which okay. is why their sodas are better. Interesting, interesting. That also yeah. explains the Sprites. Yeah, yep. oh, Sprite hits different too, yeah. Oof. Yeah, so it's just like the freshest carbonation and syrup you can get because they just go through so much of it that it's always just peak soda. Interesting. And yet you still, every once in a while, get really mid-fries. So what's always, up with that? Well, dude, like, yeah. isn't the trick isn't the trick there to ask for no salt on your fries? So they have That's to the make trick, new ones. But, but it's like, what kind yeah, of but asshole? Those, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not putting a fast food worker through. No, those. yeah, no, uh, no. Nah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah, they're already they're living it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, like, but yes, that that is the trick though. It's like, oh, if you and then you ask for the salt packet on the side, and then they just look at you right, like a fucking dick right. when you're in the drive. Because they're like, we know what you're doing. It's not a hack anymore. It's like they wrote an yeah. article, dude. Yeah. yeah, that's like what you go into like the like the white women that go to Starbucks. Like, I'll get a frappe latte, uh, no ice. Oh, fuck you, yeah. no ice. Or, or the the new one is the uh, the Chipotle hacks. Have you seen these? No. What's no. That? So apparently, like if you order like a taco, but you order like rice on the side, lettuce on the side, lettuce on the uh, you know tomatoes, like you get all this shit on the side, and essentially you get a burrito bowl for the price of a taco. Oh, but shit. like. <sighs> Chill. Like that's the new that's the new shit I keep seeing like as far as like fast food hacks but I have a feeling they're gonna get into that and break that down real quick yeah because they already started charging for uh the, what is it the wrap on the side yeah so but yeah that was the trick is you order like a taco and you ask for like every topping they have on the side and you can make like Bro, a burrito bowl for, I like, mean five if bucks. I'm if I'm if I'm making that order I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Especially because you're putting everything in little to-go cups. Yeah, probably. Dude, oh, exactly. And you're getting a little rinky-dink amount of that shit. You know they're fucking putting a little, just to spite you in there, too. Yeah. I did hear Chipotle, if you're in a band, uh, you can call them and ask them if they have any, like, uh, I can music meals or something. To What's, Back in what the day, used to, we used to roll up. I would do, like, merch with my friends' bands, and we'd roll up. We would just call Chipotle and be like, yeah, uh, we're over the band, blah, 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 and, like... We want some free food. Like they have X amount of yeah. free food they can donate uh -huh. to like. I think they did away shit. with it because like motherfuckers took full advantage. But yeah, that uh, used to be for sure a thing. It was sick. Do you remember there was a promotion? This is probably like mid 2000s, but like, or shit, maybe it wasn't even that long ago. I don't know. Time's fucking crazy to me now. But Taco Bell ran a promotion where they were like, if you're a band going on tour this summer, hit us up as to why you should receive unlimited Taco Bell during your tour. And they were like just oh, sending bands like sponsored gift cards. That's yeah. sick. That's sick. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell, that's exactly. I mean, they know their audience, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you get $40, 30 in the tank, 10 yeah. uh, bean burritos for the band. <laughs> there was like a weird yeah. period in like the early 2010s where like, uh, I don't know what was going on, but there were like 
CEOs or executives on boards and there'd just be like one dude on the board who was like a music guy. Uh huh. And then you would see stuff like that. You see stuff like Scion doing like the free Scion metal tours. fest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like very strange. Something was going on in that period. And I, I can't put a finger on why that well, is. Well, there was the fucking Denny's, the Denny's meals, the fucking Who Burrito. Oh, yeah. Do you remember uh, the Honda Civic Tour where oh, yeah. they would just have all the pop punk and the punk and hardcore bands and they would just like yeah. give out Hondas that had decals of like good Charlotte? <laughs> Dude, wild. <laughs> so good. That's when there was still money in the fucking like, like motherfuckers were getting record deals still. Yeah, I remember, fuck, I mean, I remember in like 2010, like Mountain Dew tried to start a label up. Like there was this Ew. weird period. Well, doesn't Red Bull have a fucking music label? I think so. I know they have like a big present at concert, big presence at concerts. Yeah. So I would assume they've got something going on. But yeah. So um, let's, I guess, finish talking about. Oh, any other disparaging remarks hmm. about the Columbus I'm sure I can cook some up. I'm sure I can cook some up, but I shouldn't. <laughs> no, don't don't get yourself fucked. No, no, but my thing is like, look, there's the, so many people here in town. So many people come to here because it's a comics town. But like, you know, there's like one good comic shop and like Laughing Ogre is great and I love them. But like they're not really pushing, you know, small press stuff in the way that like I see partners and sons and shit like pushing. Sure, so like okay. I yeah. just think there's more room for all of it, you know, here. And I think like I don't have the funds to be doing this shit, but I can do this kind of shit. And like I feel like it's a very, you know, if you build it, they will come. Obviously. I mean, it seems like people are excited. So, but yeah, I just want some counter ass programming. And I hear about Angolim and I hear about all these things happening. And that's how what we want CXC to be. So it's like, the, I feel like this is a more the merrier kind of thing. Like, it's not going to be like there's something for everyone now, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we put this event together. And I guess we're going to talk a little bit about it on the intro, like the ins and outs. But um, let's talk a little bit about this, Drew. Like, what is your vision for like, like, because you're in a comic city, you know, a lot of people aren't blessed enough to have that. So you see these events around you all the time. So, like, what is your goal with, like, event planning when it comes to comics? And, like, what do you want to do that is not necessarily, like, different, but what are you not seeing that you want to accomplish with events and planning and so forth? I mean, I just want to, like, have, I don't know, counter programming, like I said, like, and this is like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know shit. Like, I don't know shit. I need people to show us how to fucking do the goddamn reading thing. I need, like, help doing all this stuff. I'm just doing this, like, because I'm, I care and I, like, want to see this stuff. So my vision, I don't know. Like, cool shit. Like, things that I think are cool. Like, if people want to help me out and hit me up and try to coordinate something with me, like, let's do it. I just, like, think there's room for so much more here and... I want to be able to use the small resources that I have to be able to facilitate that. Like, just cause like, I don't know, just like even the students at CCAD right now is like, good God damn. Like, cause you have to like, the only thing like people can do are these like markets that are like, you know, people selling vintage clothes and blah, 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 blah. But like, why not have a comics thing every month or at whatever? Like, I don't know my vision. I don't know. I haven't thought that far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. That official shit that I will talk about this event is it might be a train wreck. It might be a little bit of a train that's, wreck. But that's, that's the okay. vibe I'm going for. And I feel like yeah. that's um, y'all's brand. Space train wreck. But I will say this. I think that our show out of all the after parties, peace and love to all the after parties. Uh-huh. Ours is going to be the best. For sure. 100%. No doubt. It's um, going to be fun. No matter what. Yeah. Everybody's like just the amount of people that are going to be there. It's just like going to be a fun to see everyone in that room. Like. Pat's coming here, I think, just to do this thing. And it's like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm kind of blown away of like how many people are like 
down to do it how many people have like given us money to like do this shit and it's like i don't know sick i don't know yeah no it's, it's very cool so um i guess we'll talk about it at the beginning but before we get into questions with drew it is september 30th at garage 129 mm-hmm. what's the address here boys it's like I gotta pull 129 the mcdowell Okay. Yeah. McDowell and, I mean, Street. Honestly, also, he Eric told me that apparently there's a McDowell Ave. Couldn't find it, but apparently people have had problems in the past. So McDowell oh, Street. Okay, okay. McDowell Street. If you're at CXC, JB and I don't actually have a table. Um, I'll have a new comic. I'll have someone in a backpack, but maybe somebody at CXC will be like, "Hey, gutter boys, come behind this table," and maybe we will be there. But if not. I'll definitely be there with Drew that day handing out flyers for the event. I don't know what JB is going to do, but yeah, uh, I'm definitely going to get out drunk handbills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. The walrus. Go to the walrus and just like, there you go. And just talk shit about cartoonists the whole day. Yeah. And, and then again, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with going to the nib and Matt Boar's party, but if you're under 45 years old, there's no reason. For <laughs> yeah. You to yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Um, no, we're gonna, but in all we're gonna hear this in the group chat. I know. We're oh yeah, hey, yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Um, no, but uh, I do want to actually shout out Matt Boris because apparently the nib was like one of the highest paying comics gigs you could get for an independent cartoonist. So oh, wow. shout out to Matt and his legacy at the nib for holding that down. But again, you know, you want to celebrate with us, not celebrate. One hundred percent. Also, uh, you, a, it's Matt a little didn't late. It's a little late. You can't. <laughs> yeah. it, this is like saying Merry Christmas in February. You can't do that shit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. It's just that's not okay. There's a there's a fucking period of time that you have. There's a window, and that window is gone now. So just yeah, we said goodbye to the nib on Twitter like three months ago, bro. What the fuck we doing in October? Yeah, you don't have the Um, wake like a month after the funeral. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Or maybe you do. I don't know. I haven't been to a wake. No, but uh, peace and love. Maybe I'll go to uh, Matt Boars' party, see if Dan Klaus is there and he wants to come to our party. And uh, yeah, that'll be my time in there. Um, no, but uh, yeah, live episode, uh, comic readings, exhibitors that didn't get into CXC, exhibitors that did get into CXC. Those people are crazy, by the way. If you got into CXC and you're tabling and then you're coming and doing that with us, like salutes to Honestly, you. That's a, that's a whole ass day right there. You know what? Shout out to them, though, because they're fucking money getters. I, I hope That's so. The only well, I hope they I do like is what would. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's no reason to table at two events in the same day unless you're about that paper. Or you're just ape shit and you're like, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, Drew, um, let's get into questions for you. We did get quite a few. And as always, if you want to participate with our show and with our guests, you can follow us on Instagram at Gutter Boys Pod and me at Cam Del Rosario. I usually put up questions for our guests. And we did get uh, a few for you, Drew. Some we've already kind of covered, but I tried to steer away from that stuff uh, during the main interview because I knew we'd be hitting it here. But um, yeah, first question came from Instagram user skateb underscore D. Oh, this is uh, crazy. Skate bud. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Zach? Yeah. Is it true he has dick tats? Do you have dick tats? Can you talk I, about that? I don't that? have dick tats. I don't know what that's about. I, I do, oh, okay. however, have like, <sighs> this is, I mean, whatever. It's the reason I don't drink. I have a like a tattoo on my ass that I don't really know what it is. It's just like a blue blob that happened in like a a blackout at some point in my yeah, in my life. So I have I have that, that though. It's pretty. You don't remember what it was supposed to be? I or have anything? an inkling. I think it was like a smiley face. And uh-huh. for years, I like didn't even realize it was there until I think a girlfriend was like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "Right, I think that's a. I think we did like a stick and poke situation." Wow. But you know. Yeah. So no dick tats, yeah. but like I have a, it looks like I have some like kind of infection on my ass or something. It's like a blue blob. <laughs> it's like, I think we use like, what is yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, time will tell. 
Um, I think we use probably <laughs> yeah. like blue, like ballpoint pen ink or something. And I just like, yeah. No, you're going to lose that ass cheek. Hey, sure. what's up? Uh, that's fine. Worst things to lose. But yeah, no I probably talked about this. Uh, I probably talked about this before, but I had a friend, uh, Kyle, from my hometown. And uh, he got fucking blackout drunk one night and then woke up the next day and thought there was like a drawing on his wrist and he like tried to like wash it off with soap and it didn't come oh, off no. and it's it's a fucking crescent moon with a rose oh <laughs> bro <laughs> no idea how so it got good, there kyle oh my god that looks so good it's probably a girl talked him into it that's what i'm yeah i don't i have no idea i have no idea who i i honestly my money is on him picking that, like selecting that specific <laughs> that's one. Fucking while sick. completely fucked up and thinking yeah. that it was like, yeah, that's hard. Let's go. Hell yeah! When I was a kid, I got I got a tattoo when I was like sixteen or seventeen. It's on my forearm. It's a heart and crossbones. I was a real cool guy. Ooh, uh huh. It rocks. And you got a nautical star on the elbow. I should have, dude. That would have been yeah. badass. That was very of our time. Oh I yeah, like. I have a few yeah. friends. I have a few friends with those for sure. Like on. On the hip sparrows. bones. Oh, 100%. Oh, the collarbone yeah. sparrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but my mom, like, didn't realize. I would always draw on myself and shit. For, for like, six months, my mom had no idea that I had this tattoo on me. So she's like, <laughs> Gas that's a real tattoo? <laughs> and I had, no, she just never even acknowledged it because she was like, oh, that's like, a, like, no, that's real. I got this in a fucking guy's living room. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no dick tats. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question is from past guest friend of the show, local Chicago pervert, <laughs> Alex Nall. He did send hey. in a reply to Hannah's story the other day saying them titties, though, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. Respect. Uh, Alex asked, uh, how has sobriety impacted your artistic practice? Hey, well, I don't get uh, fucking tattoos on my ass anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ah. That's someone else's artistic practice. Hey, yeah. Uh, Your um, autistic practice. Yeah. yeah, my autistic practice is uh, making comics. Uh, like I was talking about earlier, like, just like, I can accomplish, I can f complete tasks now. Like, when I was drinking, I was just a piece of shit, just a pile, you know? And I thought it was, like, par part of, like, being an artist or whatever, right? You know, like, being a piece of shit, you know? And uh, it's, I think it's just that simple of, like, I'm, I'm just, like way more functional as a person so i can like accomplish larger tasks i mean that's the thing with comics is like it's not that hard you just have to do the same thing a bunch of times you know what i mean like if you think about it in that way and i was just incapable of i was super i mean i've been depressed i've had depression my whole life and you know whatever bouts of that so that just you know pushed me further and further into that so it's just like a fucking giant chain that i don't have to drag around it is that simple that, like, literally I can just, like, accomplish tasks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, hey, whatever works for you. And, you know, if you came out the other end and you're able to acknowledge and recognize that power to you. Yeah. Know. And I've got a good, good bunch of, like, probably grist for the mill now, too. <laughs> sure, sure. All right. Next question came from front of the show, and he will be at the event at uh, after CXC. David Caldwell wrote in, question for the group. How do you all balance a day job in making comics? Let me just go first. I don't have a day job. So, I mean, I, I watch dogs and that's, I mean, I chose a day job that allowed me to work on comics. Yeah. I know not everybody has that luxury, but I just found what works for me. Um, so that's a short and simple answer that I have. 
Yeah, but I, mean, I guess back in the day when I was a corporate job, um, it was an escape for me. So it was motivation. I was like, fuck, my fucking day job sucks. You know, I'm going to come home for a couple hours and work on this to escape like the terrible mood and depression that I would be in from that shit. Yeah, I, I feel like that's always the case is like the more you hate your day job, the more active you are in making comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is why I've slowed down. <laughs> I've found the opposite is true, honestly. Like, I, when I was, when I first moved to Columbus, I was working in fucking kitchens and I was miserable. But, like, I was generating ideas and stuff, but not accomplishing a lot. Again, probably because I was drinking shit too. But, I mean, now that I have this market job that's, you know, almost barely work, that... It, it, it allows me the reason I have it is it allows me to make stuff. It allows me to fund, you know, my life and also comics and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's it's actually ironically, I've spent so long like fighting, trying to have a job. It's really just like I can't. Ha- I mean, kitchens is horrible. I didn't I don't have any real like real life skills in that way. So, you know, a factory or a fucking kitchen or whatever would have to be the thing. And uh when I was that just shit just only made me miserable. And I'm, I, you know, I found like when I'm actually like just in the depths of being fucking crushed by what I'm doing is I last thing I want to do is make stuff. I just want to fucking vegetate and watch TV. So I think it's the opposite, honestly, for me. Like it's the one less thing I have to think about, like making money. So if I have an income that's relatively steady, it like frees me up to be able to relax enough to like make shit. I don't know. Hell yeah. Okay, next uh, series of questions from from friend of the show sponsor, uh, Cameron, over at Clusterfuck Comics. A very curious mind. He has many questions here. First question is, what was your preferred skate setup back in the day, deck, trucks, wheels? When are you coming to California? LAPD is currently quiet quitting, so you should be able to sneak in, no problem. And then lastly, have you ever had an encounter with a Billy the Happy Cop in real life? uh okay uh should i just answer in order however you want back in the day i mean i still skate so i mean not as often are you not well hang on is there a fear of that now like breaking your wrists and shit Uh, well it's already happened so if like that is uh you know no while you were cartooning well uh no i guess i was just making and paintings and stuff then um but yeah i mean it absolutely is a fear but now i'm just like well just don't just don't fall you know but I, I, yeah, I've skated a, a handful of times this year just because yeah. I, like, don't have the... It's honestly more that, like, uh, I have a hard time, again, Comfort Dungeon, like, I have a hard time relaxing and, like, doing things for pleasure. Like, we just went to fucking Hocking Hills, actually. Uh, my girlfriend's birthday it was just the other day, and we went to... Uh, oh, happy birthday, uh, fucking Drew B. Hall's yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, hey, there you go. And... Uh, I was like ready to go after one night. I'm like, I can't. We only stayed one night, you know. But uh, yeah, relaxing is hard for me to do. So skateboarding is one of those things that's like kind of gone away. But I guess to answer the question, I don't know, like a really small, like 7.25 back in the day, like Baker, probably skateboard, Uh, Royal Trucks, probably back in the day, probably some pig wheels back in the day. Today, I don't know. Big shit. I large board, eight and a half. You guys don't care. Who cares? I would buy a tech deck. That was my setup. <laughs> oh, those store. are great. Yeah. Uh, They're back deck, too. Like, oh, they are so like, bad. Like, it's fucking weird. Oh, and people take it seriously as shit. And it's like, you're goofy. You're super goofy. Well, They're like dude. legit tournaments I, I say, now. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. I mean... And, like, yeah. custom parks. I'll get on YouTube sometimes and look at people's custom tech deck parks because they go insane on that. It's like, just do the thing, yeah. dude. I don't know. I feel yeah. like... It's weird. The, the, the funnier option is to do, like, the tech deck scooters. That's even funnier. Oh, is yeah, that a yeah, thing? Yeah, they have yeah. tech deck scooters? Yeah, yeah. They did. And you remember they had bikes back in the day, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The BMX, I do remember BMX that. Ones. That was sick. That was sick. They were, like, die cast. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. You know, I have a pro model tech deck that I got like during the pandemic. Uh, when I say pro model, they made them out of like real wood uh -huh. and they have, like foam grip tape, and they like they have a really nice pop to them. As someone who fidgets with shit, I like tech decks, but I'm not like I don't know tricks and shit, but I like just playing with shit. Um, I, yeah, I mean it's wild. I don't know how people. I could never figure yeah. out how to like actually do it, but yeah, I can I can ollie. That's it. That's all I know how to do on a fucking tech deck. Um, but yeah, there's people that like fucking do the legit flip tricks and shit. On yeah, it's wild. I don't Good know. On you, I guess. I don't know shit about skateboarding for the most part, but uh, I do know that uh, Baker is from my hometown in Florida. Well, yeah, Andrew Reynolds, yeah, is from like what, like Lakeside or something Lakeland, like that? Lakeland, yeah. Lakeland, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he would, he yeah. would pop in in my art class because he was still friends with my art teacher who was like cool as shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, and people would like make like there were two kids in that class who were skaters who were like fawning over him i'm like i have no idea who that is yeah florida's bro i played as you and tony yeah Hall. no probably not yeah it wouldn't have been yet but yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh but yeah Flor florida's got like a pretty deep skateboarding culture like roddy mullen i think i want to say is from florida also yeah, yeah um that dude that asked that question about my diktat he's from he's a florida guy um but yeah there's a lot of florida skate culture but yeah andrew reynolds yeah man crazy yeah i was a big I, I worship those guys. The tight pants, the fucking leather jacket in the summer. <laughs> yeah, wearing a leather oh, yeah, jacket fucking... in Florida is a wild move. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he was running that fucking gear back in the Florida days, but like definitely a leather jacket in the fucking middle of the summer was a look. Yeah, that's trying real, trying real hard. A lot oh, of yeah. accessories. Damn. <laughs> I was going to say, are you going to L.A. anytime soon? Oh, fuck no. No, I lived yeah. in I lived in Palm Springs for a short time and. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, too expensive. Man. I mean, if if somebody like wants to pay for me to like do a thing, then yes. yeah, Cameron. Hey, set that shit up. <laughs> yeah, pay for everything, Cameron, and I'll come. You Absolutely, book us a show, bro. Cameron, if Cluster you get us all fest. out to California, bro, it, the show is yours. You can just one hundred percent. Yeah. Honestly. Well, we're not allowed. Well, JB and I are not allowed on permanent damage out there. So you put something together, Cameron. So. Yeah, there you go. You're there not you go. allowed? Yeah. God, you guys are just like scorching earth, huh? <laughs> well, it's it's because it's it's my fault because like uh Keenan back in the day like uh, wrote like he wrote on he put a caddy Instagram story up that was like comic accounts should stop posting memes or some shit. Uh, and then like I just I just screenshot that and just wrote, I'll post what the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like an, that's it's like almost nothing though, too. Like to be annoyed yeah. by that is like dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and you know the Whisper Network. That dude does whatever. Like we're, his, we're doing our yeah. own thing. Who cares? Fuck them. I mean, yeah. I I don't really have a problem with those guys. Like we got along fine, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 out, I don't out have the, a true problem. Out, out of the <laughs> two, I will say Keenan is more down to be angry. I feel like. Oh, you mean out of him and Tom? <laughs> yeah, out of the yeah, out of him. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Tom was our friend. He was on the show, and then we did something that made him mad. So I think he just it was. Unfollowed I think it was everything. that post that you made. I think. <laughs> oh well, you know, good. Rid At least he rides for his boy. You know, yeah, I would have done the right. same thing for you, JB. Right. Yeah, so. fair. Fair is fair. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't hate. Fuck you, Tom. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rest in piss. Okay, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, what was the third, third question here? Uh, uh, oh, have I you ever had an encounter with a oh. Billy the Happy Cop in real life? Oh, of course. So many. Yeah, I mean, 
I hate, I don't, I mean, I love cops so much, obviously. I don't know if you've read my comics, but they're my, my shirt. It's just, uh, yeah, I love cops so much. I love cops, but the, it, yeah, just have, I hate cops and then love just scrolled. Over <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the alkaline trio heart. Oh yeah. The, except for fucking, yeah. when did you become a cop? Except he fucking loves cops right now. He loves yeah, cops. I never understood it's that. It's like, He's, bro, you wrote the song about. When did you become Your a cop? Becoming a you cop. Yeah. What is the deal? That the CPD's trash. Did you just Bro. suddenly magically oh forget that? Yeah, I don't know. I actually, I saw Alkaline Trio for free like a few months back. It was kind of sick. Whatever. Yeah, uh, free, free is too expensive. Uh, well, is. Look, I, I grew up loving that shit. So I, we we yeah, stayed for like three quarters of the set, and I was like, great. My friend got us some tickets to like. It was like Foxy Shazam and, and uh, Alkaline Trio. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, dude, let's go. My friend was in Foxy Shazam, but didn't join the reunion. Oh, really? They're from Cin- yeah, they're the- from like Cincinnati or maybe... You know Daisy? He's in that band Lung now. Oh, Lung, okay. He, he was in a band called Ion back in Louisville back yeah. in the day. That's like a good friend of mine. But he was the bass player for Foxy, and then they got back together, and he was like, I'm good. Cool. <laughs> I mean, I was watching their set, and I was like, we don't need a whole set of this. I mean... You can yeah. play that one introducing Foxy song and we can then you can get off the stage. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Fucking weird that he's loves cops now. And have yeah. I had any run ins with cops? Yeah. A lot. 2020 uh, fucking protests were wild. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And growing up skating. Yeah. Lots. Oh, of course. Yeah. There's Skaters, a reason I make yeah. these comics. You know? yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was, you know, a shithead growing up. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is there, there has to be like a skate deck that says Blue Lives Matter, right? Like there, there's got to oh, be one. Oh, surely. I would hope so. I mean, there's or with so like many. with the American flag with the blue line running through it, that's got to be a thing. But the thing it was. Somebody's made the it. Thing Maybe was, not a real company, but somebody's made it. The thing with skateboarding, though, is like there is like a real big like uh, like hick contingent of like, you know, mini ramps in the bat in somebody's barn. And there's like a fucking Nazi flag there. And it's like, oh, there's like still skinhead vibes in skateboarding and like fucking bootlicker vibes in skateboarding, which is so you can have that board. It's like actually pro this actually proceeds go to the local FOP. Yo, hear this out. Okay, it's a flag graphic. And when you grind it, one of the lines turns blue. Yo, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say I I always never understood that of like, you know, like if you're like a country bumpkin fucking hit guy. Like, you guys come from a long lineage of hating the police. Exactly. Dude, truly. What the fuck like, happened? That's what, like, the Confederate, or, like, you know, Confederate, like, rebel flags back when I was a kid growing up in Kentucky meant, like, you were just a fucking outlaw. Like, right. A well, racist like, outlaw, but an outlaw that's how NASCAR. <laughs> that's how NASCAR was invented. They were fucking moonshiners. Yeah, like, exactly. They were running from the cops. Like, that, right. that's yeah. how they're called. Like, and you just, everybody's lost the plot, you know? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know, man. I... I personally blame like major label pop country for that. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like somebody got in someone's ears like, all right, can you make the song about how you love sucking off the cops? <laughs> and then that just fucking spread. But I, like I, Those people exist. You know, I, I've grown up with people that have been, you know, they're in small towns like try that in a small town type shit is exactly I mean. It's nothing new, you know, it's they love the cops because their cousin's a cop and their dad's a cop. And right. you know what I mean? Like, it's well, it's those not cops based. are usually working for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like exactly. You guys used to be fucking like cool. Yeah, you guys used to be like in biker gangs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like red. You, know, you guys yeah. used to have like tattoos that said we don't call the police. Well, there's still Let's plenty of that, to the too. There's still plenty days. cool ass, like redneck ass, like cool motherfuckers that hate the cops. But I feel like the new like MAGA redneck that is oh, like, yeah. 
predominantly it's bizarre. It, yeah. But it's just like those people voting, you know, against their, you know, better judgment. It's the same kind of idea. Like, they're not for you either, dude. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't even know if the MAGA people are like, I mean, I know there's a large amount of them that are pro-police, but like also a lot of them actively hate the police too like they're like shut down the feds the, right. the fbi well, think, needs to be stopped I right think now that the libs are very anti-police i feel like they're more blue lives are matter. they though i mean I like, the, I, the, the, when the, i think the of mainline like, libs yeah. i don't think anti-police yeah maybe i'm thinking about in our bubble dirtbag libs but uh, no I, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah not like fucking you know vote blue no matter who crowd yeah, if you've type. got, if yeah. You've got yeah. an aoc not aoc if you've got a rbg <laughs> uh fucking women power printout from etsy in your house that's who we're talking to yeah <laughs> yeah because they don't because those people i feel like it's more that like they aren't convinced that the cops are doing bad things they're convinced it's like Oh, this is all hyperbole. There's no way this is actually happening. You're right. Shit. Yeah. They're, they're the people that say black lives matter, but they want to say all lives matter. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Jazz Heiss, our final guest ever, uh, wrote in with a question. I'm assuming for all of us because uh, that's just how jazz is. But favorite pen and favorite childhood book. Why the fuck jazz always trying to ask about children's <laughs> stuff, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I, was, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what the fuck? Childhood yeah. book. You know what? I'll, I'll say the Arthur series. I read those a fuck ton. Ooh, of those, uh huh. Yeah, that was yeah, the Arthur series for me. And then I don't. I'm mainly digital now, but I, I like the Tombow pen and I like uh, Microns. Yeah, dude, Microns are bullshit though, man. They're like fucking the little tips, fucking breaking shit. I'm over those. They do, but find you can new... get them anywhere. I know. I just, I don't know. I kind of hate the way, honestly, that it feels now, too. I've, like, mm. become a weird, like, I need it to, like, feel good. You know who's a Micron you know? boy is Ben Sears. Ben Sears stays cooking with the Micron. Yeah, but he's he knows how to freak that. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah but anyways, favorite childhood book or favorite pen for you all? My favorite book probably growing up as a kid, I loved, like, the Dr. Seuss. I know. I know. Cancel me. I liked the Dr. Seuss books as a kid. And I, I liked, like, fucking Farside and shit. Yeah, yeah. I loved the Farside. And, like, the Garfield collections, you sure. know? Calvin and Hobbes. All the shit that was at the, oh, the, yeah. the comics at the Scholastic Book Fair were honestly probably, 100%. Like, you know, yeah. the, the shit. So, yeah. What about you, JB? Uh, James and the Giant Peach. Good one, yeah. Banger. Yeah, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good one. I always Fudge wondered, like... <laughs> I always wondered if there was anything super racist that got taken out of the, you know, modern versions of James and the Giant Peach. Because I know they took out uh, some stuff from, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm, I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, real well, doll, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The original doll books, uh, the Oompa Loompas were, like, little yeah. black slaves <laughs> oh, from, from Africa. Yeah. Okay, okay. God, his legacy is just what was he cooking? Fucked. (laughs) (laughs) He was what we call British. Oh, so that explains it. Okay, yeah, just terminally British. Yeah, I'm interested to see those new uh, Wes Anderson shorts. Oh, I'll Uh, watch them. Yeah, I'll watch them. Oh, I'm I'm hyped. I'm a fucking total Wes Anderson mark. I don't give a fuck. It's my maybe my whitest quality. Yeah, I like him. I just feel like he's just kind of stuck and suspended in time. He's not going to evolve or devolve from here. I kind of just know what I'm getting, but I still like it. I Did enjoy. you see uh, Asteroid City? I haven't yet. It's on the watch list. Um, but I, I, haven't. I definitely recommend it. I think it's like kind of I mean, I'm a mark for him, but like I think it's a culmination of like all his shit and it's a good, it's a different kind of story than he normally tells, too. It looks like some pandemic brain shit, like having to be forced into isolation. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Somebody was talking about like that came out, Barbie came out, and what was the other one? I mean, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer but they were all like dystopian, like in a desert, like alone, uh, seclusion, these themes that are like maybe even subconscious. But the movie that I thought about after seeing it was uh, Nope. It really felt like the uh, same kind yeah, of themes, yeah. the thing, same things you were talking about in that movie were. And it's like aliens also, too. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, books. Yeah. I like a Tombow pen. Yeah. Do you have a favorite <laughs> pen, JB? A favorite pen. A pen? Bic. Ooh, I do like a blue uh, Bic uh, 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 roller pen. Those are great. I like the Paper Mate uh, pens, the blue and black ones. Those are nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably the ones where when you turn them upside down, the lady's top comes off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the astronaut pen, so you can write upside down. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, last question is from recent past guest, MS Harkness. What's up, MS? MS is on her uh, world tour. She'll be at my house next Monday. Yes. 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 Yeah. Or my apartment. Yeah. Oh, be we're at your house. Oh, you're we're tra- supposed doing to trade go to some yeah, bourbon cool. distillery, which peace and love MS. I don't want us to do oh, that shit but because I love you. I'm going to take you and go. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia's just gritting her teeth the entire time. Yeah. Uh, Alicia's just like, can I drink this yet? Um. MS <laughs> <laughs> uh, asked, ask him to tell a story about his stepdad and do his voice. <laughs> uh, I think I was talking about this at um, we went to cake together and I think that's when I was talking about it I mean I don't know the the voice is like he's he's my stepdad and he's like smoked fucking like non-filter Winston's when I first met him like, Damn. fucking badass dude I drew him in that small town comic he's burning trash Hell yeah. But uh, he would come pick us up from the skate park when I was a kid, and he'd just be like, Hey, man, you guys want some Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he just sounds like Rab himself, basically. Or uh, Raekeon, you know? Yeah, Raekeon. Is, is your family still in Indiana, I guess? Yeah, okay. yeah, Marion. Marion, Marion Indiana. Okay. Good old Grant County. Hell yeah. But yeah, the story about Mike, Mad Mike is, uh, I call him Mad Mike. I don't know why. Uh, remember that show, Pit My Ride? Yeah. With exhibit like yo dog there was a dude on there named mad mike and he was like the electronics guy like what's up everybody i'm mad mike and my friend andy growing up just like decided to call my my stepdad mad mike so for my whole life he's he's been mad mike doesn't matter but anyway yeah he rocks hell yeah shout out what mad is mike <laughs> yeah one time we got into a fight and um uh i broke the drywall in my house and uh, then you're one of those got one of those whites <laughs> no oh 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 dude oh when i was a kid and when i was young like and again like drinking like i was when i was in college dude i had like a blackout tirade and i just like punched my door down and like ripped it off the hinges okay. so the rest of the apartment i didn't even have a door i was fucking a menace dude <laughs> Hell yeah. Like straight up Yeah. Oh my god. Well that's something I think about too is like, yeah, I'm a late bloomer and I'm gonna be thirty-five soon and like I'm just making comics. But it's like, dude, if I would have beyond like finishing the tasks, like I was talking about that cake with MS and it's like, dude, if I would have been like in my twenties, like acting out of pocket as fuck and just being blacked out, like hitting on girls and like just being fucking weird as fuck and like puking and like crying and like trying, <laughs> threatening to kill myself, you know, just like just running the game on been a regular a, Tuesday night. Oh yeah. No, but straight up, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And like people would just be like, God damn it, Drew. Like again, man, like have to fucking bail me out somehow. Just like, so 
Yeah, man. <laughs> it's good. It's good that we're here, you know? Like, I'm not a fucking weirdo anymore. I mean, to be uh, fair, you know, I, I feel like Cam's been doing it longer than I have, but I didn't start actively making comics again until I was like 30 or 31, so. Yeah. I just feel, I feel, I don't know, we're, like I almost feel like fully formed now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. ready to, like now I, ha I, you know, I have stuff to say. Back then I would have just made, you know, bullshit. You know what I mean? Which is fine, but mm -hmm. like, I'd rather have a, like, you know, this is a clean, I'm proud of everything I put out, you know, still. Sure. So like, I'm glad that like, you know, I wasn't putting out some truly, I mean, who, who knows what kind of cringe I would have been making then, you know, like. Oh, you would have been, you wouldn't even be talking to us. You would have been canceled once people no, found your 2010 work. No, 100%. 100%. 100%. just like digging up. The last of the Joe Matt cartoonists. <laughs> oh, 100%, dude. Yes, exactly. Just like about jerking off and crying about my ex or whatever, yeah. dude. Yeah, like. I'm not even like that. doing that, like to make fun. It just by the stories you're telling, it just seems like no, real. Like, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. That's what I mean, <laughs> gushing. There, dude, I mean, so. that gushing comic is like that's like in a pretty much a barely exaggerated version of who i was as a kid yeah. a very self-serious like fucking douchebag <laughs> like you know so yeah man like i'm glad it's 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 this way now instead well to be fair one man's cringe is a, another man's based so hey well go. true <laughs> that's very true as <laughs> the old adage goes yeah that's the 11th commandment so before we get out of here, Drew, we definitely appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, everybody come through to the show. Listen to the beginning yes. uh, of the show of this episode if you need a refresher on where it's at and uh, who's going to be there. But before we get out of here, Drew, where can people find you online and uh, get your shit at? At DrawBHell uh, on Instagram and Don'tBeUpset.net. Yeah. Hell yeah. JB, yeah. you got anything or you want to take us home? Yeah, and for all the listeners who are like, you know, you guys need to be better, do better. Uh, just know, we, <laughs> I probably deleted, I don't know, like a solid 20 minutes out of this episode. <laughs> did, did you just hear the story I told about how I used to be? I'm doing better, dude. Yeah. Like, this well, no, is no, better. no, no, no. That, that's that's oh. aimed at me and Cam, not yeah, you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. This, but I'm saying, you know. Yeah. We've, we've all grown. We've What's all grown. cool about Drew is most... Uh, of our guests would be like, oh, they said that stuff on my episode. Oh, shit. Drew seems like he's willing to go down with the ship, which is very sick. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> whatever. I mean, like, nah, anybody dude, that's met me, I... like, it's not, a sh I mean, I'm not, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah no, if we release <laughs> this unedited, uh, two people would show up and they would both be the police. So, yeah. I don't know about uh, that. I think it would be okay. I mean, I've met, I know both the people that are going to be there, and I've had some conversations with people. So, yeah, it's going to, I think it'll be fine. Hell yeah. Well, Drew, we definitely appreciate you coming on. Uh, everybody of go course. pick up Comfort Dungeon 3. Come to our show, meet JB, Drew, and I. If you have a problem with me and JB, come fight us. Um. Honestly, yeah. oh, I, I too. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since the pandemic, I've, I've just been itching. Just, JB's been, you know what I'm saying? Been waiting frothing, to the tail. frothing at the mouth. I, I get it. I get it. Just please, please, if if you guys have a problem with me or Cam in any Dude, way, just the whole thing just turns into a jump. Yeah, like, yeah. We just let's oh, a whole please, ass yeah, brawl. no, bring eight of y'all. I don't fucking care. Please, let's go. Please, we'll do have it. more. We'll definitely have more. So yeah, just like totally burn my name in this town. Just like <laughs> fucked. The B stands for burn. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. I choose violence. <laughs> I will repeatedly choose violence. So please swing through. Let's go. And, I, I'll and I'll be nice, bat. but if you, if you, if you come cross, I'm going to send you to JB. 
Um, and, I, and if, if JB starts to look a little underhanded, which I don't think he will, but if it looks like he's starting to, you know, lose at his vintage, that's when I'm coming in and we're going to fight dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Dick punch. Over the eye Dick punch. Yeah. Dick punch. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, somebody in small press whooping JB's ass. Yeah, I just don't see it. So, uh, bro, I would quit life <laughs> if that shit happened. If if word got out that a motherfucker in small press whipped my ass, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who is even like. Damn. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I I would fucking unalive myself. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so. All right. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, JB, take us home. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Gutter Boys. We really appreciate your patronage and listening to us talk. Please support Drew B. Hall and his amazing work. And until next time, listeners, stay gutter. <laughs>